Hey, listeners. Before we get into today's episode, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us by becoming a paid subscriber, you can do that by clicking on a locked episode and following the instructions, or you can click on a link in the description. We are creating special content and are planning to add more and more special perks for paid subscribers, but either way, we appreciate you just listening to our podcast and supporting us in that way. Thank you so much, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader Ebersole, and I'm sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark Pissarro. How's it going, Mark? It is fantastically well. How are you, Michelle? I am good. I got back at like two in the morning from Louisiana. Well, actually, Texas. LA. Yeah, LA, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the famous LA that's so amazing. <laughs> I sense yeah. a little uh, sarcastic. Well, Are you being sarcastic? Yeah, a little bit. It... I mean, it, it's fine. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> It's just not Washington. Even like Joel now is like, why did I live in Louisiana for so long? When he sees the beauty here, he's like, I see waterfalls when I'm driving to go fix a plane. Like I see, you know, like, what are those mountains? I'm like, they're hills, but yeah, those are hills. <laughs> they don't have names. That's and awesome. he's just like the beauty. It just looks so different. Well, is it flat in Louisiana? Yes. Yes. It is? Okay. Flat. It's just, and it's not as green. I mean, we're green for a reason because of the rain. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, we were hoping, like, I was like, oh, yeah, we get to go to be in sun, but it was cold. I mean, there was one day that was sunny and then the rest was like here. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It was a so he knows all about like her. They get a lot of hurricanes, right? I don't think so. Oh, really? Okay. What about tornadoes? Do they get tornadoes? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Not so much. Not where he was at. But we. No earthquakes uh, either. It's like my dream. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have any of that here. (laughs) Um, Wait, no, you're on the ring of fire. You you can get like a, right? You can get like a big earthquake there. We could. We never, never have. But the ring of fire goes all around like the Pacific Ocean. Oh, okay. You know, I think uh, San Andreas Fault is on the ring of fire. And when they talk about the big one in California, so like everywhere has erupted on that ring of fire except California. And that's oh. why California is like so overdue. Like that Japanese earthquake, that huge one in uh-huh. what was it, 2011, I think. Um, something like that. I don't know. But uh, that one's also, anyways, <laughs> I, I think, I don't mean to scare you, but I think you guys can get a pretty big earthquake mm. there in Washington. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, we anyways. were there for a wedding shower. Some of Joel's friends um, from his church decided to throw this big wedding shower for all the people who couldn't make it out to super Washington. Cool. Yeah, it was very fun. They have this big, gorgeous, beautiful house. And they, you know, brought food and it was just fun. People just like wandered around, met each other. They brought us gifts and it was really just beautiful and special. I know he really enjoyed it because being here, you know, he doesn't know a lot of people yet. So it was fun for him to be around. He had like two different small groups, plus all of his work people, plus other people he knew. And it was really fun for him to be the one that knows all the people this time. And so I really enjoyed it. We just, you know, had a pain getting there of Dallas, bad weather. <laughs> we had to circle the airport. We couldn't land. We had to go get gas. I mean, they call it fuel. We had to go get fuel <laughs> for the plane. It's a long story, but the, the three and a half hour flight took nine hours. And I had just said to him, I told him before, you know, my limit is like four hours. Like when we're going to Hawaii, I'm like, this is way past my limit. It was six hours. And then we had just like landed before I don't know. We were about to land. I was like, this is awesome. This is so easy. Three and a half hours. We're about to be there. And boom, I'm like, I can handle this. And then it turned into a nine hour ordeal. We had to stay in Dallas and it was a big fat pain, but you know what? It's all right. (laughs) We got there like a couple hours before the party. And, you know, it was fun to be back in his house. It's an Airbnb right now. And we had just like blocked it out for ourselves for a few days and um, it was good. So yeah, it was that's cool. Good. And by the way, we got mm-hmm. our invitation. Thank you for that. That You're was welcome. really sweet. And also, uh, it was really cool for Tina and I to get mail together. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause you're relatively close, not really, but yeah, closer than Washington. So that I, was a I little, invited more people, likely than Washington. Yeah. I invited people that like were closer there. None of them came, which I didn't really expect. I just thought if there was some chance, you know, we're closer over there than here, but whatever, it's all good. So anyways, that was good. And I want to share something really exciting. Um, Haley, my 16 year old just got her license. So nice. Now, is that exciting? It is exciting because now she drives (laughs) them to school. I don't have to do that anymore because they have to be at school at 710 for choir. 
and so we leave at 6 45 and now I don't do it <laughs> so that's well, cool we're sharing my car right now like today I didn't have to be anywhere so she took it and then we were gone for a few days so she was driving it and like I don't have to interrupt the podcast to go pick them up today because she's driving them home and just things like that you know I was a little worried the first time and it actually I had grief I had grief I remember this happened when Hayden my oldest got his license so it was weird. Like I just all of a sudden was like, I wish Luke was here to see this moment. And some people might think it's silly, but like when Luke first died, we always would see like sun shining down in pictures. And like, we were like, that's daddy, like not him, but like, we would say that's God letting daddy look down on this moment. You know, we've talked about this before. We believe they can see the happy moments. And it happened the same thing right when she's driving for the first time. She wanted to take Peyton to 7-Eleven, <laughs> her first drive without me. And there's like sun like right down on her. And it was just special. And then I was just, I got choked up and I was like, I wish her dad was here mm. and maybe he can see it, but I wish he was physically here to see this. You know, Joel can be happy all he wants, but it's not the same as her dad. And so yeah. and it, it doesn't take away from Joel's happiness for her, of course, right. but it's still just not the same. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it was just like, I had to explain it to Joel. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you know, every milestone brings grief. He's like, oh yeah, sorry. I didn't really think about that. You know, I'm like every time that there's something big, like getting your license and graduating and all that, it brings up grief, but it was just a little bit and I'm just happy. Like it really helps relieve me. And she's like super good driver, very cautious, you know, I can picture that she's very responsible. Yes. Technology these days, life 360. If you don't have it as a parent make sure you get it, you can watch (laughs) your kids, like the speed they're going, all of that. You can see exactly where they're at. So I do, I still, you know, watch her like to see where she's going, you know, make sure she gets there safe. And you get an alert when she gets there. I'm like, how did my parents do it? Like, there was no <laughs> way. Like, there wasn't even like cell phone. I mean, I'm only 29. So there was actually my senior year. I had a big brick phone phone. So yeah, there were phones. where you pull up the antenna. Yes. Those old school <laughs> kinds. I had one of those. But you know, my parents just had to trust that. I'm like, how did you do it? You didn't have an alert. So like, well, if we didn't get a call, like you made it. Funny story. Then I'll let you talk. So when I was 16, my mom reminded me and she was telling Joel the other day about, well, when you were 16, um, my car broke down or something like on the freeway. I was with a friend and I don't remember what happened, but it just stopped working. And then I happened to have another friend drive by. So she picked us up. I didn't have a cell phone. I left a note, said, dear policeman, please don't take the car. We'll be back. My parents had no idea. They got a call from the police and were like, "Um, your car's on the side of the road. They didn't know where I was. There was no cell phone. I went shopping. Like just went on to old Navy is when old Navy was new and big deal. We went to old Navy and I eventually called them hours later from my friend's house. Now as a parent, I could see how freaky that would be that for hours, I didn't know where I was, but my car was on the side of the road. Oh my gosh. I don't know how they did it. So So you parked on the side of the road to go shopping. (laughs) Well, a friend picked us up and I guess she was going to old Navy. So we went with her and then eventually she brought us to my friend's house. And then I called my parents, I think from her home phone. So I couldn't do it as a parent. Like I also got in an accident one week after I turned 16 and I had a friend in the car. I love that they have the rule that they can't have friends for six months. I love it. I would have hated it, but now I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a kid, me. I would have hated it. As a parent, I love it. As a parent, I love it. Anyways, a little bit of my driving history. It's great. So, that's awesome. That's a little bit about what I've been doing. What about you? Enough about me. Uh. Well, I just had a awesome visit with Tina. She came here and actually we also have the Life 360 app. Oh, good. So we can watch each other on our drives. Perfect. And I, I love that because Isn't it nice. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm like, you know, I can get a little paranoid sometimes. So I get all worried that yeah. you know, something's gonna happen when she's on the drive. And there's um there's kind of like a uh I have this like fear that if I like call her while she's driving or not, not necessarily, but if like I text her mm-hmm. or something that like, I'm going to be the reason that she gets distracted and oh, something no. happens. I, I know it's, it's dumb, but um, I do uh, get to watch her now on the drive and I know where she's at. And so it's so funny because now she'll text me and like, what'd she say last time? She's like, Oh, I'm like 10 minutes away. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just cool. You. And I'm like, hey, you're going a little fast. No, I'm just kidding. But um, mm-hmm. so anyways, that's that's cool. I just wanted to say that. But yeah, she came and visited. It was kind of a shorter stay. Um, but it was really cool. We had a really great time together. Um, we went out and uh, 
saw the Super Mario Brothers movie again. Oh, again? Yes. You've seen it? So I took my saw kids it. to he see it. He said it was so good. Did you love it? It was really good. It was really good. Um, it was just, uh, it was great fun for the kids. And also for the grownups, there were a lot of, you know, as, you know, like Easter eggs. I don't know if that's, is that a term outside of like yeah, video game communities? Like, well, I know it because like a hidden, told us there's something about it. hidden yeah. in there, uh-huh. you know? So there was a lot of things in there that only the adults would understand. Right. Yeah. Like old video games or something, yes. you know, like old references and stuff. I, I thought it was really clever, really well done. And so I took the kids to see it. Um, my mother-in-law sent uh, as a, a gift for my son, you know, a voucher to go to the movie theaters, yeah. like a gift card or whatever. So we went and saw it. We saw it in 3D. We got all popcorn, oh, nice. all that stuff. And then um, Luke, my son, he really wanted to go see it with Tina. So we went to a movie theater in Knoxville that has, I've always wanted to go to one of these. It's the movie theater where you can like get drinks and food and it has like the recliners. Oh, I love those. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm never going to a regular movie theater again. This was amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, we did that. And then, um, you know, we went out to dinner and it was cool. What were you going to say? I knew about the movie. So Hayden, my oldest at college, but he was texting us saying how amazing it was. And that he's like, daddy would have loved this movie. It's like, there's so many, like something about blowing in a cartridge of the old yes. uh, Nintendo because we yeah. used to always do that. Cause we had one for the kids, like our old yes. one and just like a lot of things. And so he was just like, he kept saying, daddy would have actually, cause Luke didn't go to the theater very often. It was hard for him. He's like, daddy would have actually gone to the theater to see this movie. He would have loved it. So that's awesome and yeah it's funny because with those og nintendos everybody had their own way to get the game to work right like everybody had you know quote unquote the best way to do it you know some people was blowing cold air so (laughs) you know some of us we blew hot air into it it's like a harmonica yeah you wiggle (laughs) it back and forth some Uh people would like not quite put it in all the way and push it down Mm -hmm. um anyways that's funny to like remember but everybody had their strategy and their technique of how to get the game working um so yeah that was very nostalgic for me but um and then uh let's see i'm i'm still working on you know my real estate stuff i finished the the main course so great Uh, now working on the appetizer i just (laughs) said main course it made me think of that um i finished the main course so i'm technically ready to take i can go take the test now nice i have to finish this other course to actually get licensed Mm -hmm. um but i still i want to complete the courses and i want to go through i paid for another thing that's like test prep yeah um and so i want to go through all that and really be ready so technically i hit my goal to be ready for the test by the end of april because i can take it but i want to be ready to pass the test um so i don't think i'll make that by the end of april um and then uh in two days uh april 26 is um would have been Lacey and mine's 15th anniversary oh yeah so i have that coming up um my son's birthday party is coming up next weekend um so and i love it this is super cool so you know how it is with long distance right Mm, like yes you know yes (laughs) um, when joel would come to visit when you know it was so great and it was so exciting and he would get there and everything's so great and you have such an awesome time when you're together yes and then they have to leave and you know it's gonna be like probably another three weeks to a month before you Uh see him Mm -hmm. so tina just came and visited and it was like such a bummer when she had to leave Uh, i hate that part and then, um, but she's coming back again oh, to help, you know, to hang out and help me with Luke's birthday. So, um, which is awesome. It's so yeah. sweet. And she just loves doing it. She's so good to the kids. Like mm. every time she comes, she brings them gifts and snacks and they're just, I feel bad for her though, because she walks in the door and obviously the kids are crazy excited to see her, but like Luke's always like, what'd you bring us? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're getting used to Stop that. that. You know, <laughs> I'm like, stop asking her that dude. It's rude. But, um, so anyways, yeah, we're just plugging That's along. Thing, things are going really well. Um, I went with my friends, uh, Chris and Angela and their kids to the park the other day. And so it's cool to have friends close by. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, nothing uh, nothing super big going on, um, but, you know, just stuff. Yeah. How are you feeling about the upcoming anniversary? You know, I actually had uh, like, so, you know, it it's always hard, right? There's always a part Mm -hmm. of it that is like, oh man, like what, 
like it shouldn't have happened this way. You know, there's always that feeling of like, it shouldn't have happened this way. And it's crazy because like, I'm so happy with Tina and she's just so amazing and just special, you know, but then there's also this part. And so it goes back to our other episode, loving two people at once. Yep. Because like, then there's also this part of me that I'm just like, gosh, like I just miss Lacey so much, you know? Um, And so that makes it kind of hard. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm prepared to, to go through the day and, um, you know, it is what it is kind of a feeling, right? I mean, you can't really, you can't change it, but yeah, of course I expect it to be um, just kind of a strange day of like, it's always like what this day would have looked like if. Yeah. And that's always, you know, kind of challenging, but I actually had a um, kind of a surprising, like I haven't had one in a while, but I had like a, a total like grief like takeover the other day oh I was like I was sitting in my backyard and uh I was talking to Tina about Lacey and it just like it just like hit me I was like oh my gosh like she's gone like that I know what you mean yes and it was just this weird like reality check of like wow it's like I've been going through life just you know doing my thing and this and that and the kids and I are doing it we're in our routines and schedules and this and that and it was like, I actually just, I, I, re, because I remembered some things as I was telling her s- stories and stuff, I was remembering like how hard it was. And actually the thing I was talking about was, um, there was this overwhelming feeling when I realized that it was going to end soon. And yeah. I remember like, I was so deep into like, just trying to help her and into the medical stuff and everything. We were just we were in this fight, fight, fight mindset. Yeah. And I never really like took time to like step back and process what I was feeling. I just was just go, go, go. Like got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Now we got to do this. And I remember while we were going through that, there was this moment of just like, oh my gosh, like she is actually going to die soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like really mm-hmm. heavy. And so I kind of remembered that feeling when I was talking to Tina about it. Cause we talk about our spouses all the time. Yeah. And, um, I just like got silent and I didn't really, but she's like, hey, everything. Okay. I'm like, well, it's just weird. Like I just had this moment of just like, Whoa, like she died. She's gone. Yeah. And how could I, you know, of course I know that. Right. You know? But I mean, it it's, hits it's you coming sometimes. up on three years soon, but yeah, yeah it was just, and I started getting all like emotional and like, you know, just really missing her. And, um, and, you know, I don't know, it, it's what we feel we can heal. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyways, so, you know, I, she, she talked, you know, she allowed me to talk about it and she's so great at that. Like, you know, I, I just feel this tendency, I guess, to like apologize whenever I'm talking about anything I'm going mm. through. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be grief or about lace. Yeah. Just if I'm stressed out about, sorry, I'm trying to be quiet so they don't hear me, but like if I'm stressed out about parenting by myself or whatever yeah. it might be, I mm. just have this tendency to be like, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to go into all of this. Yeah. And she's really great at being like, no, no like, talk yeah. about it, you know? And uh, so I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I'll like, go off <laughs> for another 10 minutes. Um, so anyways, that's, uh, that's, you know, the gist of what's been up with me. Um, actually got a really nice card in the mail today from my mother-in-law and I haven't got a chance to call her about that yet, but, um, just, you know, it was, it was really sweet. She was, I I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is something I shouldn't be saying if it, because it was, you know, private thing, but she just, she just said I was a really good husband to Lacey is like just a summary of it. And just sent me a card randomly just to tell me that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, that's awesome. It was really sweet and really touched my heart. And it was just, I was waiting um, to pick up the kids from school when I opened it and read it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like really nice. So that was cool. Yes. Um, so anyways, that's literally everything that's been <laughs> up with me. No, I probably forgot something, but anyways. Guys, I want to share something with you that I'm really, really excited about. I've mentioned it a few times, but I am now a grief recovery specialist. And what that means is I help people actually recover from grief. Like you don't have to stay where you're at. I take people through one-on-one. 
and groups and we really go through steps to identify first what's holding you back did you know grief is like having a bunch of rocks in your backpack so we've got to unpack those and i give you step-by-step ways to actually move forward so if you want to learn more about this there's a link in the show notes that you can book a call with me i do one-on-ones i do groups i would love to speak with you about how this could work for you thanks So well, what are we talking about you. today, Machizi? Well, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Machiz- yeah. Did you just call me Machizi or Machizi or Machizi? Like Machizi? That's, that's a new one. Okay. Don't yeah, don't particularly love that one, but whatever. Okay. So I got a card <laughs> in the mail from my new mother-in-law, just randomly telling me how much they love me and how that they are so blessed that I'm part of their family. Wow, that's and, really cool. You know, just like it's just like all this nice stuff and says, know that you're truly loved by the entire family and the Lord too. Like just oh my so gosh, nice. That's amazing. Right. Wow. Like, yeah. And that's got to feel very um, welcoming, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So anyways, that's super let's, cool. Let's get into our episode today. It is called the grief butterfly effect. Now, some of you might be like us, like, what's the butterfly effect again? Like, like, I can't remember exactly what that means. So I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. The phrase, Excellent source. <laughs> right. <laughs> the phrase refers to the idea that a butterfly's wings might create tiny changes in the atmosphere that may ultimately alter the path of a tornado or delay, accelerate, or even prevent the occurrence of a tornado in another location. So boiling down, it just means little things that make a big difference. Now they could be a negative difference or a positive difference. So we're going to talk about the little things we do in our grief journey that could affect um, our lives negatively or positively. So Mark, what are some things, let's just get right into this. Let's just jump into it. Let's just jump in. Let's fly right in. Fly right. That's good. good. (laughs) Side note, there's this butterfly garden in Louisiana in Ruston, the city that Joel lived in. And I'm always like, there's no butterflies there. You can't keep butterflies in a little area. I just think butterfly gardens are weird. Like they don't stay anyways. Okay. I don't know anything <laughs> about butterfly gardens, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, it says it's a garden, but there's no butterflies. Okay. Let's, you know, I'm getting sidetracked. So you're getting all in a chrysalis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. I took it there. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's so, go this. anyways. Yes. So I, you had heard of this. I never had Tina shared it with me and I'm like, you know what? Thank you for this idea. You're totally, I wrote it down. I'm like, this is a, this, Mm -hmm. this would be really applicable. I like this. Um, well, you know, there's many choices that we make when we go and we, as we enter into this journey and it starts from, you know, learning to accept the reality of what's happened in your life and the differences that are going on. And sometimes you're so lost in the beginning that yeah, you real. can't even wrap your mind around nope. thinking about how to be better. Cause mm. you want us, you want to be down. Like that's right. just how you feel and that's okay. But as you start to exit from your cocoon, <laughs> nice. uh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, but um, sorry, I had to make another butterfly <laughs> reference. Um, you know, you, you, you have to start making small choices. You have to start entering the world again. Yeah. And so one of yours from your book was get out of bed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that might be the first thing you do. You might start getting out of bed every day Yeah. and decide. And I know that sounds silly to anybody who has not been widowed. Right. It's like, well, of course you get out of bed every day, but no, when you for like, you don't want to get out of bed. I always had to, cause I have little kids. That, yeah. You know, it wasn't a choice, but I didn't want to, yeah. I, I wanted to just stay in bed and be sad and, you know, um, you know, for a season, obviously, but you know, so that first step, you start getting out of bed every day and you're like, okay, cool. And then, you know, maybe you make a small choice to start eating a breakfast every day mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and then before you know it, these little choices lead to bigger choices. Um, but there's a negative and a positive side of that. And we'll get into that. But um, what do you think of for your, uh, well, you know, I wanted to first start with another example of a butterfly effect in grief. Um, this is our example of the, like how the podcast happened and then what's happened from there. 
this is not to say we're so great, but just an example of like what can happen by making little decisions. So obviously in our own grief journeys, we had to make those decisions, get out of bed, do these things and start trying to, we were trying to connect with other people. We both went on the same Facebook group. Side note, I actually went on that page today. They've grown to like 13,000 now. Oh, wow. It was like eight really? before because I was advertising my widow's tea there. Like if you live in our area, but anyway, side note. So let me go back to the butterfly effect. So we're both in our own lives, making those choices, get out of bed. Like I want to connect with people. And we both had been on that page. We connected. Then we started like making choices to encourage each other in the journey and to get to know somebody else. And then from there, we saw that there was a need for people to know how to get through all of this. And we decided to start the podcast, which I know for you was a huge jump. Oh, well, no, like, you decided that we were going <laughs> okay, to start I podcast. decided <laughs> and you decided to join me. Yes. Yes. And I'm just kidding. Then from there, we have reached people all over the world. And then hopefully from there, they are helping other people. They are. We've you know, seen it. I've had a friend tell me the other day that my journey, she's a newer widow, um, but she's been following my journey for years and that my, my journey and how I've gotten through has inspired her and how she also wants to help other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So we help people who help people who help people. And then there's like other, like there's so many butterfly effects. So then from there, you know, we do the podcast and this great listener named Tina, here's you, <laughs> you guys end up connecting and you guys have this great relationship and love. Like that, so that's another like butterfly effect. Yeah. And, you know, and there's so much. And then from all of this, I wanted to start a nonprofit, which there's so much going on with that. I can't wait to share everything with you guys, which is going to reach hopefully thousands of people and so on and so on and so on. And so yeah. those choices that we made to let God make beauty from our ashes, like because we decided to do that, we are now here. You are now listening and you listener are probably going to go out and help other people. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's I a see a lot of people thing. that make uh, really encouraging posts. Yes. Um, I mean, people have tagged us in their posts yes. and talked about how we've helped them. We've seen uh, two of our listeners meet up and hang out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really neat because like that all started from us getting to know each other and, and how we got to know each other was crazy too. You said you were, if I remember right, you were just sitting in church yep. and God said, Hey, that guy, Yep. Um, I want you to tell him I'm proud of him. Yep. And exactly right. You were like, okay, that's kind of weird or whatever. Yeah, right? Like it was but literally like, like, not like an audible voice, but in my head, I remember cause I had just seen your post and I was really touched by it. Like, wow, this guy's been through a lot. And like, but I didn't think, I think I like liked it and maybe commented, but then I felt like God told me to then, um, reach out to you and say the same thing that God had told me, which is I'm proud of you. And then I reached out and I'm like, I don't know you, but I feel like God wants me to tell you this. And that changed my world at that time. Like I, you know, I'd gotten a lot of, I'm not saying this is what I did it for obviously, but I'd gotten a lot of praise in recognition mm -hmm. for what I did for Lacey by like my community. And that was all awesome. But hearing you tell me that God was proud of me. And you mm -hmm. also told me that God chose me. Oh yeah. To mm -hmm. be her, to be, I almost said to be her wife, to be her mm -hmm. husband. Yeah. Um, I needed to hear that. Like yeah. that was like, I don't know, like when, you know, like my pastor, for example, at the time was like telling me all these really nice things about me and um, just how I was such an example to other men of how to serve and love their wives yeah. and all these nice things. But for me, it was like, oh, thanks, dude. But like, this is what any husband would do for his wife. Right. Like, you know, it just didn't. It was a nice compliment, but it didn't like. I don't know. It didn't like make my soul feel satisfied for everything that yeah. we just went through. You know, I was like, that's fine. But like, she was my wife. Of course I did that for her, you know? Um, but hearing you tell me like, God is really proud of you and he chose you. Yeah. I was just like, Whoa, you know what? You're right. Because even and also the butterfly effect, right? When, when Lacey and I, we're barely first starting dating in 2003. Mm -hmm. um, 
she was she didn't know if she wanted to date me or date this other guy and it was this whole thing it was like funny you know what I always tease her about it you know throughout her <laughs> throughout her relationship but like you know of course she didn't you know she we were new to it there wasn't any hurt yeah. in that like she just didn't know who to choose she had two guys interested in her and um <laughs> she ended up choosing me obviously <laughs> and um there was so when you told me that god chose me mm. i was like you know what i'm sure that other guy was a great guy yeah but god knew that i was the you. one mm -hmm. to walk through that season of life with lacy and I don't know, it was just like really powerful to me. So yeah, we have this, you know, these series of events that happen in life. And this is what we've talked about on this podcast before that you and I, and everybody listening, we see things in, in a very two-dimensional yeah. fashion and talking about Nintendo, I like to relate it. Most people in here <laughs> probably know what Super Mario Brothers is. Yeah. The original Super Mario oh, Brothers. Oh, yeah, the best, the best. When you would play, though, you could only see what was on the screen. Right. And you had to walk forward to see the next part of the screen because it was two-dimensional. Whereas God not only sees our life in 3D, he sees it in 4D, so he's outside of the whole thing. Mm. He sees everything. that He sees beginning to end of your life. Yeah. And so he can direct your path into the most beneficial ways not only for you but for the kingdom and so it's just so interesting how this effect can just have such a it's like you know it's kind of like uh well if you're building something and you like so for me i was you know I, I installed cabinets well if you're off by a 16th of an inch on one side of the room that's not that big of a deal the naked eye is not going to pick that up at all yeah um but if you continue that and carry it all the way across the room, by the time you get to, if it's a big enough room, by the time you get to the other side of the room, that 16th of an inch out turns into like two or three inches out. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just, yeah, it will keep I, growing. Yeah, the, the, the mistake will keep growing. Yeah. Or when they talk about building up the pyramids, they're like, if you're off by a little bit at the bottom, it's not a big deal. But by the time you get to the top, it's going to be really off. Yeah. Um, so anyways, and that's kind of um, what I picture when I think of the effect that small little things can have on our life is that it might be a little tiny thing here, like um, the choice to read your Bible every day. Well, you don't know if that little choice you're making every day, if God's going to one day use you to be a pastor mm -hmm. because you made this choice <laughs> right here to start reading one Bible verse every day or whatever. So Anyways, so how would you, let's start with, show me an uh, illustrate, if you will, a negative chain mm. of the butterfly effect in, in the, from, you know, the, not the very beginning of grief, but, you know, yeah. maybe when you're sort of new, new at it. So, um, you know, we talked about STURBS the other week, which um, comes from grief recovery, which is short-term energy relieving behaviors. So anything you do to not feel the pain. So let's, mm. let's say, um, I don't know, let's say that thing is just like, oh, there's so many different things, but something to fill the void, like um, shopping, something like that. Mm -hmm. And you just start down this path of like shopping because it feels good um, to order something or to go to the store and you just do it a little bit at, at a you know, in the beginning, and then it continues until it's to a place where it is overtaken you and mm -hmm. you're not even able to pay your bills. Like that can be one example. I mean, there, there's so many different paths that you could go down on or just the negative thinking. So there's mm -hmm. actually pathways in our brain, whatever you feed it. So it's like a gravel road. And the more you feed, it becomes like a highway, right? This is true mm -hmm. neuroscience. I know you know mm -hmm. about this. Yeah. And yeah. so if you start down this path with ants, automatic negative thoughts, they will continue to get bigger. Like this is the way it is. It's never going to get better. And you start actually believing that. And then you're going to find things in your day to support that. Whatever thought you're having, you're going to find to support that. So my counselor taught me every time you have an ant, you have to have an ant eater. I just taught this mm. to one of my clients the other day. Like, so if you're having the thoughts, like it's never going to get better. You need to have an ant eater, like something you say when that thought pops up, like, yes, it is going to get better you know, or something. And so to stop those. And I just remember this, um, you know, the verse, take every thought captive. 
um, it popped up on my memories that I wrote a whole, actually, maybe I can find it. I wrote like an article about that when Luke was sick, about taking every thought captive that when you take something captive, it's not just like, oh, you need to go. You're like, no, why are you here? Like you're questioning it. Why are you here? You have to go. And like learning to take our thoughts captives because they will overtake us. Like if we just let our brain go down any old path and like, there's a difference between, yes, we have our moments we're crying and feeling sorry for ourselves. I have been there like in the beginning, like nobody understands and just crying and feeling sorry for myself. But like, then it's what you do with the feelings. You got to let yourself feel them. And then where do you go from there? And like letting yourself feel it, but like, no, like God has like equipped me to not only survive, but thrive. Like I will get through this and like, hold on to our stories or other people who are kind of on the other side of that deep grief that it can get better if you seek the right tools. And if you are doing things that a huge, huge part of it is your mind, like that's your, mm -hmm. can be your biggest enemy. And so I guess the negative butterfly effect was, there's so many, but like starting to think those negative thoughts, because then you will wake up and you will feel like that is your life. Like, like if my kids say something, I'm going to fail this test. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't say that. Like you need to say the positive because you can't just live in that negative space because it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes the negative happens if you're saying that the negative is going to mm. happen. And like, you will always find that. I mean, we all know the people who are always negative, like something is always going wrong. It's because it's how it's the perspective you have. And so you can start going down those paths. You can start seeing this on the Facebook groups, like getting your information from the wrong people and listening to the wrong people and the mm -hmm. people who are just filling the void with sex and alcohol and like all of the things. And then you continue to go down your path. And that's why so many widows have said to me like this isn't me like this isn't mm -hmm. who I am it's because you just start with one little thing and then all of a sudden you look at your life you're like I don't recognize this, this is, I don't make these choices who is this person and so that's a that's a negative butterfly effect of going down that path to where you're like this is not who I want to be morally spiritually or whatever um but the good thing is you can change it that butterfly yes. effect can be reversed you know, God can help you get on the right course and you can make the decision today. If you are on that negative path, you can decide right now today, I'm done with this. Like I, I need help. I'm going to turn my life around and I'm going to start making those positive choices. Like even just things like I'm going to start like walking, like things that are good for your health. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start reading a book like on self-help or, you know, just like positive things. I'm going to start with positive affirmations until I've done network marketing, you know, all these things just flow right through me. <laughs> Good stuff. Always be closing. <laughs> Always be closing. Yes, if your mouth's not open, your business is closed. Anyways, that's just a little side note. I haven't heard Always, that one. That's good. Oh, yeah. You always <laughs> But anyways. That's great. Like, but there's so much I learned, like, about the positive and the positive self-talk. And, like, now there's a difference. I think it can be taken to an extreme, like, the secret where it's like, if you believe it, it will happen. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. yeah like the prosperity. Yes. And all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. But it's about taking those positive, positive steps. And so anyways, I, I showed a little bit of no, the negative. Went to that the was, positive. that was great. No, that was great. And, um, I, I actually, you know, had experienced some of the negative, um, and, you know, like, well, I've shared on here before, but like, for me, it's like, I thought smoking pot would make me feel better. And mm -hmm. in, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, man. And so it was like, oh, I'm just going to take like a little bit, you know. And then before I knew it, I was like buying it again and fully back into it. And I yeah. and I was like, what am I doing? You know, right. and and then I remember that actually caused me a lot of grief because I was like, who am I without Lacey? Like, yeah. am I really like a person of integrity or do I just do stupid things? And the only reason I made good choices was because, you know, and I, I actually made the choice to like stop living in a way that would be disappointing to Lacey and disappointing mm -hmm. to my kids and, you know, like, it, you know, whatever. I don't know. And I'm not bagging on anybody that smokes pot. Like if you feel like that helps you, that's between you and God. If you don't feel conviction and if it's used medicinally, I, I don't think pot is like a bad thing, but if you're using it recreationally, I think that's different, you know? Um, and I was using it recreationally. So th mm -hmm. that was different, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but you know you it starts off as these little tiny bad decisions or shopping like you were saying like yeah, yeah i mean maybe you're like Ooh, I'm I'm just I'm not spending much on Amazon. It's yeah. just like, you know, five or six dollars every time I spend something. Well, then all of a sudden, like hundreds of dollars don't seem like that big of a deal to you. Mm-hmm. Did it, well, I need it or you justify it somehow. Um, and but you know, like since you did touch on the negative and we try not to spend too much time talking mm-hmm. about negative things, but, but you're absolutely right. You are what you think. Yeah. You really are what you think. Yeah. And if you fill your head with negative thoughts, you will feel negative things. It's absolute truth. Yep. And so, and, and the contrary is true. Also, if you fill your head with positive thoughts, you will think positive things. And it is a reality that positive things will happen. It is just so true. Look at like, I would almost challenge anybody. Do you know any people in your life that are extremely successful that are really, really negative? I highly doubt it. The Mm -hmm. successful people are positive thinkers. They believe in themselves. They have confidence. They believe that they can do it. Of course, there's um, exceptions to this. But generally speaking, um, people who think really negative thoughts, and I thought about doing a whole episode on this, but I think just touching on it here is important. Um, Your circle of influence is incredibly important. The people you surround yourself with is incredibly important. Yep. If you're already going through grief, you know the darkness that you're already feeling in your head. You don't yep. need others to come down there with you. You need to surround yourself with people who are going to pull you up out of it, who are mm-hmm. going to pray for you, who are going to tell you, I believe in you. Let's go for a walk. Let's go do something positive. Let's go um, to the grocery store together. Let me come with you. Let me Let me help you make dinner. Surround yourself with people like that, that are going to lift you up. Don't hang around with people that are going to sit there and tell you about all their problems and how, you know, you know, because there's a difference. You picture sitting in this room and, you know, you got a dim light on and the blinds are closed and it just feels so negative and they're just sitting there yeah. talking about their your sadness and their depression. It's okay if you're feeling those things. I'm just trying to illustrate a point. Um, but that versus opening up the blinds on a bright, sunny day flipping all the lights on, everything just feels all bright and airy and light. Yeah. That's what positive thinking does to your brain. Yeah. Um, it fills your brain with a different capacity of um, outlooks on mm-hmm. life. And so when you have this, um, when you go through your day, I-, I used to be a really negative person, actually. I used to really? always look at the world in a negative Can't light. picture that. <laughs> I know, it's weird, right? <laughs> I know, um, right? Lacey helped pull me out of that. And taught me a lot. And actually Lacey's dad too taught me a lot of, and Lacey's mom taught me about like not being worried about what other think of other people think about, you know, yeah. your intentions and be confident in your intentions. And if somebody wants to think something differently about you, that's on them. Lacey's right. dad taught me that like people like to be messed with, like in public, like, you know, like, you know, like joking around with people. He is oh. like the king of like, he will just sit there and crack jokes to strangers all day long. And he's just so confident in who he is. And I learned a lot. And then Lacey taught me a combination of those things and taught me how to be way more social and uh, to not be afraid of being a social person. So um, anyways, uh, I wanted to read this real quick. So um, from Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted mm. and binds up their wounds. Love it. Um, and gosh, we can just always depend on that. And I had uh, I have one more Bible verse also that I pulled up is uh, Romans 8.18. Consider that our present sufferings mm-hmm. are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So yes, we all go through sufferings, right? We all have difficult seasons of life. And you're if you're listening, you're likely in a difficult season of life. Um, but God can use your season and it's nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us when we are who he has set out for us to be. But if we're constantly filling our brain with negative thoughts, filling our lives with negative thoughts, um, we're never going to achieve what God has for us is kind of how I look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, so that's kind of some more, you know, generally negative stuff. Right. But so let's switch gears. Because that's what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So what are examples of 
a positive butterfly effect in your mind and how this can transfer into positive thoughts and all that stuff. Well, I want to go back to what you were talking about, about surrounding yourself with people because like there's negative people. So I think I've shared this before. I've shown my kids this example. I think someone shared it with me when I was like in youth group. So let's say you're standing up on a chair and there's somebody below you and you, you try to pull them up with you, like to the positive. It's really hard to pull a negative person up, but they try to pull mm. you, boom, you're down. It's so much uh... easier to get pulled down into that negative place. And that's why it's important to surround yourself with the positive people who are going to help you get up, like who will be like the same as you or, or lift your spirits more than somebody. Yes, we can be friends with them. We can encourage them. But like, have you ever spent time with someone or been on the phone with someone? You just feel drained when you're yes. done talking to them it's because they sucked all that out of you. You want to always be more life giving than like taking, like when we're talking to people, I mean, when you're a new widow, that's kind of hard sometimes, but like, eventually you want to get to a place where you're bringing people up. Like you always want to change the atmosphere a little bit, like bring yes. it up a little bit. Absolutely. And, and be the, I learned this in network marketing too, but it's true in life. Be the most interested person in the room, not interesting, interested, ask questions of people and makes mm. them like feel important and special. And people are going to remember how to. you, yeah, how you make them feel. But anyways, it's kind of like a side note of all No, of that's good. That's good. And actually it's the, it's the negative and positive transference of energy is, yeah. you know, the, the chair reference you're talking about. And I have, I was actually just telling Tina about this, that as I became a more positive person, I found it very uh, fascinating to me to watch it in action. Yeah. So I worked at, many of you will not have heard of this, but many of you will have. I used to work at Claim Jumper restaurants. I was nice. a server for Claim Jumper. And, uh, you know, so at any given time, there were, you know, 20 servers or something like that. And like 60 employees working on just any given night. There were times where I would walk into the building and I could feel the negativity. Everybody yeah. was like in a bad mood. Everybody was like all down and, you know, they had a rough shift and everybody's just kind of low. And I always used to challenge, I had this challenge that I would do in my own head. And I just found it so fascinating that I would do it often. I was like, I'm going to change this place. Nice. I'm going to change the atmosphere in this restaurant tonight. And I just started walking up to everybody. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, how's it? Oh man, cool haircut. That's awesome. Wow. How'd you do today? Oh, you did. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey man. Well, just so you know, like, um, you know, I'm here if you need anything tonight, if you need help getting drinks, if you need your station cleaned up, whatever, like I got you, let's do this, you know, and I'd go up to everybody and kind of do that. Oh man, you guys are doing a great job over here. That look, dang, it looks all clean in here or whatever to the pantry people. And within an hour of me walking in the building, everybody's walking around all chipper, whistling, nice. smiling, <clears throat> like it really works. It you does. can really transfer energy either way, but you're absolutely right. It is so much easier for a negative person to suck the positive yeah. out. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's way easier. It's just, it's harder to bring somebody up. Like you're, I mean, that is just a fantastic analogy. Yeah. Um, and it also, it reminds me of something that I said for uh, another thing you said, reminded me of something I said for at Lacey's eulogy is, um, you know, we're, we're all either room changers or room mm. adapters. Mm, very good. It's kind of like a, a thermostat. Yeah. You know, you either conform to the temperature of the room or you change the temperature of the room. It's like, a, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? Do you read the temperature in the That's room good. or do you change the temperature in the room? And Lacey was really good at changing the temperature mm. in the room. I mean, she was such an accountable person that people were on their best behavior when she was around. Mm. Um, and I don't know how to exactly explain that. But she just, she had this unique ability, like I said in her eulogy, she had this unique ability to change the atmosphere of the room. And um, I love that about her. And, and you know, we kind of, I, I got a little off topic, but anyways, no, so I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I want to go back to um, a positive one. Let's say, you know, you start getting out of bed, you start like having something to look forward to. I think that's huge. That helps mm -hmm. motivate you. And then you decide... I'm going to like, there's some function at your church where they need volunteers and you're like, I'm going to go help. What I found is that it would always get my mind off of my own pain. 
to just be with somebody else helping them. And so then from there, then you start feeling better because you're helping other people. Then you're able to start like finding a new hobby. You're able to um, start seeing more joy in your days because you're actually like getting out of your own current circumstance and you're helping somebody else. And so I think that's really important. Look for, I mean, this is a practical way you can put this into motion. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. Everybody could do this. I mean, you may not be in the place in the first few weeks, month, whatever, but as soon as like you can, even if it's out of your comfort zone, there's always volunteers needed churches in different places, not even churches. You can look up anywhere, look up your city volunteers needed. You'll find something and go give of your time. And I challenge you to see what happens. It Mm. helps so much to get out of your own mind of your own current circumstances and help other people. And you'll start feeling better. And then just making those positive choices. Like for me, I know it's like working out in the morning. I don't always love it. And I honestly haven't been as good since like I'm my wet, like before the wedding, it was every day for four months. Now I'm a little lax, but I know I feel better. It's the same concept. I know I feel better when I do it, even if I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes mm. you have to make yourself, you can't just wait till you feel like doing things. Like nothing would ever get done. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Make yourself like, I found if I set goals And I like the day before I know my goals for the next day, I will do it even if I don't feel like it. And that's, I think a problem that a lot of people have is like, well, I don't feel like it. Like, well, no, we still have commitments. We still have things to do. So figure out what your thing is. Like maybe you're, I'm going to commit to volunteering for this, even if I don't feel like it on the day, or I'm going to commit to walking every day, even if I don't feel like it, like find something that's going to help boost you physically, mentally, spiritually. Or I'm going to listen to the verse of the day every day or find something and stick with it. And you're going to find that you're going to start feeling better. And it's like this butterfly effect of your entire life can be changed because you decide to get up. Okay. So let me just share this one. So same thing, beginning my journey, awful, hard to get up, blah, blah, blah. Well, I decide that I'm going to start taking my own healing in my own hands, like meaning I'm going to seek out help. And I started with a grief retreat. And that's where, so I went to this grief retreat and that's where God gave me the vision of like, I'm going to redeem and restore everything you lost in your marriage and gave me this hope for the future. I um, also met this girl who ended up being in my wedding. And also another thing that happened is, so it was COVID and my church where we were going to have Luke's um, celebration of life had just said, nope, sorry, we can't do it. But the retreat, because I went to this retreat, I asked the owners, they let me do it there. Like, that's just another thing that happened. Like, you just never know. And I don't think it's like so much the butterfly effect. It's like the God effect. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's God. I mean, I like the illustration, but it is God who puts things things into motion. Sometimes he just wants to see us take the first step. And then he's going to, it's like, you know, these people like just praying for something, but they're not taking the steps. Like the people who like praying for a job, but you never apply for anything. (laughs) Like those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like God, like praying for healing from your broken heart, but you don't do any work. Like you have to accept some of the responsibility in order to get better. Like I started going to grief counseling. I went to a grief retreat. Like I know you were talking with your friends and doing all these things and like um, reading books and like listening to podcasts and like all this stuff. If you're listening to this podcast, you should give yourself a pat on the back because you are here trying to better yourself. Like you're yeah. already taking this, the butterfly grief effect, the grief, but whatever we call it, the grief butterfly effect is in <laughs> effect because you are here. Be proud of yourself. Yes. I just want to tell you that if you've gotten this far in the podcast, thanks for listening to all of, all of this, yes. <laughs> but like you are taking steps because there are thousands of other people out there who just wonder why they never get better, but they're not taking any steps. The fact that you are here means you are taking a step and we're proud of you. Mic drop. Yes, absolutely. Mic drop. <laughs> you know, and like, here's another example of it. Um, and I've shared this on here before, but not in this context. So it the butterfly effect, I, I feel like the biggest part of this is going to be listening to God's prompting on your life. Oh, yeah. 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 I was terrified to move across the country. I grew up in Southern California. I lived there since I was five years old. Everything I knew was in Southern California. I felt this strong prompting to move across the country and Mm -hmm. long story short, I followed it. And now like my kids are doing great in in the school system. I live in, I moved here. This has a, their, their elementary school is a 10 out of 10. It's a blue ribbon school. They're doing a great job, but 
I feel like God led me here so that he could introduce me to Tina. Yeah. I really believe that. And I know mm-hmm. that it's the podcast and everything that allowed, like, but it was a series of events, but I followed, even though I was afraid, I followed what I felt so strongly and I was deep in prayer about it. I was always praying and I kept feeling God opening doors for me. And it was just like, gosh, I, I almost want you to close the door. Cause I'm scared, you know, like, mm-hmm. will you close a door, please? Will you stop yeah. making this like make so much sense? Cause like, yeah. I'm afraid to move away from everybody and everything I know. And I just felt like I was supposed to do it. And I followed that. And now I'm so happy I did. Um, Cause I want to quote a uh, kid rock in Joe dirt. I'm gonna marry that girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good quote. Sorry, I'm a dork. You started a podcast with a dork. This is your fault. Well, so, um, the world needed to hear all your quotes and all your songs. Like, you can't just keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I can dance with myself, though. Dancing oh, with myself. Uh-oh. I thought you didn't dance at all, right? <laughs> I don't. Well, I do it by myself. Oh, that's good to know. Wait no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I do. I think it's the best. You gotta <laughs> dance like nobody's watching. I, I rap by myself though. That's good. I, I could spit some sick rhymes. I just nice. had to switch into my thug life mindset. You know, sick rhymes. Nice. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, but it's you know, it's because of the God effect, as you called it. I like that. Yeah. That um I'm even with Tina and 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 it happened in just exactly the way that God told me it would. I remember telling you this, and I probably mm-hmm. even said it on this podcast at some point. I said, God told me, get off dating apps, that she's going to pursue me. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard to like, I'm like, are you sure, God, you don't need like a little help? You know, maybe she's on a dating site. Are you sure you said that? Um, And sure enough, and it's the funny thing is, and I'm excited um, for Tina to explain this, but um, it's so outside of her character to reach out to somebody yeah, like especially now that like, I know her yeah she's like you don't understand how like not she's, like me that right. was you know but I don't want to tell her a whole story or whatever I'd love to hear everybody listen it um listening to hear from her point of view yeah. um she will be a guest um very yeah, shortly on wait. this podcast and uh you all will get to hear her and hear her incredible story and um you know and then also the story of how we met from her perspective you heard it from me several times so, um, but we're excited to to have her on as a guest and let you all hear how awesome she is. So anyways. I just also love, I'm just thinking about the God effect and my story and Joel and everything, like just how we met in college and then he came across my Facebook page. Someone you may know, literally didn't think of him in like 20 some years. <laughs> there he was and then just like how that whole thing happened and it's just it's beautiful and now you're married now we're literally married literally <laughs> for 38 days to be exact so, wait no 30, <laughs> do you, okay do, si- do you oh, do math super quick or oh, no okay. I, I had thought or it was do you the keep other track day. of it well yeah five weeks two days so 37 days <laughs> how many so, hours I don't know the hours, but <laughs> as you know, how long. That's and... fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's just cool to see, like, if this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't happen. You know, and it's the same thing with Luke. Luke and I went to high school together, reconnected later through a mutual friend, and then, like, after college, and we got married. It's just, yeah, it's just really cool. Like, yeah. Tracing back. But when you think about things. all that stuff, like, really, when you think about your whole life, you can always you can trace always, back yeah. and be like, well, if I never made that decision, right? I never would have whatever. So for example, I would have never reconnected with Lacey if my friend didn't sign up to go to the army. Crazy. The only reason she came over, they shared a birthday. She called him just to say happy birthday. And he said, well, actually, we're having a, a party right now because I'm going away to the army. And she's like, oh my gosh, well, let me come and say bye, you know? And um she came over and that's how her and I reconnected and you know we have two beautiful children together and had a fantastic marriage and um all those beautiful things and you know really it's like our I I don't remember if it was you that said that somebody said to me at one point I think it was you not to me I think you said it on the podcast something about God writing your story yeah like God um, write your love story what is it about the pen 
So like, yeah, put like the pen down, put the pen down. Like God, that came from my best friend Deborah, who told that to me when I was oh, like, okay. "Where is my husband gonna come from?" You know, like <laughs> I don't know. And she's like, "Let God write your love story." And then you know, Joel and I started talking not that long after that. And it's not awesome when you, yeah, you know. Anyways, but the point we're trying to make to summarize all of this is, if you make positive choices, even small ones. They will lead to bigger positive choices. It will lead to a positive mindset, a positive outlook. Yeah. And positive things will happen in your life. Yeah. Now, I understand this might be hard to hear for some of you who are in the beginning. Please, mm. please, if that's you, go back and listen to yeah. our episodes yeah. from two years ago or whatever it was, yeah, because we have come to this point. Yeah. We didn't just arrive here. No. We're not like, oh, I'm so positive. My wife died. Like that is right. not how it went down. I, we were no. crying in every other episode. And, you know, yep. um, even though the audio, audio quality is terrible. Um, sorry about that. But um, go back and listen <laughs> to the learned. beginning and you'll hear the journey that we've been you know, on to get to this point. I actually, I'm going to put a link. You just gave me a thought. So I had a couple of podcasts before this podcast. And I have one, I called it the peace cast and I would share each week, like how Luke was doing. And then I shared, I want you guys to see how far I've come. I'm going to put a link to my episode where I shared about his death. And I was like, um, mm. a week or two out. I mean, I haven't even really heard it. I'm going to listen to it just to see how far I've come. Cause I want to share with you guys to give you hope and encouragement that this, cause that was raw. That was way before we even started a podcast. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm to link that and let people yeah. hear that too. I think that's great. Cause I, I'm, I would imagine that some people, if they hear us, um, they probably don't feel like we relate to what they've been through because we're talking, we're sitting here telling you to be positive And I understand, I just want you to know, I understand some right. of you are still in that very broken phase. We are not talking to you and in, right. in directly. We want you to apply this stuff when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to go through the grief. You need to go through the darkness, the sadness, the emptiness, the void. And I'm sorry that you are there. It's a terrible place to be. But be encouraged that you're in a season and seasons change. Seasons change. You know, there was a song coming. People change. I thought it was going to be. I tried before to tell her. Don't, don't know no, that's not. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Do everything turn, turn. Oh, that's a good one, too. There is a season turn. I remember because that's like a Beatles song or something. I remember being a kid. No, I think it's, oh, who is that? Is it the Mamas and Papas? Well, it's somebody a long time ago. My my parents, somebody a long time ago. They were like, that's a verse from the Bible. I'm like, no way. Now I I know that now, but yeah, kid. Yep, good stuff. So, anyways, you know, I had to share my range of vocals from down here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm impressive. I should have been a glam rocker in the eighties, long hair. Anyways. Um, so yeah, yes. we encourage you. Hey, I have to share a really side note to listen to the side note. Go on. Joel was in a <laughs> band like in Brazil and he nice. had like a little bit of a mullet and like long yes. hair. Yeah. And I think he played guitar or something, but I've seen pictures. It's kind of crazy. And that's of, awesome. His band members was in our wedding. So just side note, he was in a band. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I was not in a band. Um, but I used to karaoke Eminem at like a bunch of parties. (laughs) Yeah, that counts. Anyways, you were totally in the serious thing, but I was, yeah, no, that's cool. We should wrap it on up. (laughs) So the point is positive, take little baby steps, especially if you're a baby widow, we were there, take those little baby steps. If your goal is to get out of bed, just do that. If your goal is to read a little bit of a book or take a walk or whatever just do your one thing just do the next right thing there's a whole thing yeah. about that too the next right thing i think it's a podcast called the next right thing like give a little, little bit a little bit right. <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about anyways okay yes so, do that yeah would you like to uh close us in prayer i would thanks your turn oh, right now yeah right Okay, sorry, <laughs> going all silly now. Uh, Lord, just wanted to um, praise your name for the goodness that you have brought upon uh, Michelle and I and many others through such a dark and horrible time of life. I thank you for restoration mm-hmm. and for healing and for um, showing us beauty even when it felt like everything was over. And I pray, Lord, that you would do that 
for anybody who's in this season right now, just give them a spark of hope. Um, you know, your hand on their shoulder, letting them feel your love that you have for them and let them feel that you're proud of them and that they were chosen. And as hard as that is, help them understand the depths of that, that while you didn't choose them to go through pain, you chose them to be there for their spouse in that season. Um, and obviously it looks different for everybody, but, you know, whether it be they were chosen to continue raising kids or to carry on a legacy, whatever it might be, um, that we were all chosen for our lives, um, that, you know, you knew us while we were in the womb before we were in the womb. And so Lord, I'd pray for, um, those in the beginning, Lord, that you would just help them get through this really dark, hard time for those that are a little farther out, Lord, I pray that you would help people be encouraged to choose positive thoughts, to choose a positive mindset and to see the world and the beauty that it has um, and all you have to offer for us. And we pray that you would bless all of us. I was going to say the audience, but bless all of us, Lord. We all need it. And it's in Jesus name that we pray to you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, if you liked this podcast, give us a little bing, five stars on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify. You can do that now too. Any place you listen. And um if you want to email us, you can do that. Widow2SoonM at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message. We're on Instagram, all the places, pretty much. All, all the, places. the places. All the places. And yeah, we thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good day and week and whenever you're listening to us. God bless. Thanks. All right. Bye.